0: This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as financial advice. All views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and or any guests that we might have from time to time. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow a particular investing strategy. Hello, you sexy sat stackers. Welcome to the inaugural edition of the Bitcoin Bulletin Podcast. Weekend Update Edition. Bitcoin never sleeps, and apparently neither do I. Have you noticed, despite the fact that Bitcoin is a 24-hour currency, information about Bitcoin, like the mainstream media, tends to curl up and go to bed on Friday night and not wake up again until Monday morning. And that was my inspiration to do the Bitcoin Bulletin podcast. Things move pretty quickly over the weekend, and that's when a lot of us are paying the most attention. So I figured somebody needed to step in and fill the void, and I thought I'd give it a shot. And I sincerely appreciate you giving me the chance of listening. Hopefully, I will not disappoint. Today is Sunday, July 25th, 2021. And we are currently at a block height of $692,602 with a price of $34,101 per Bitcoin. The big news, of course, is that Bitcoin has rebounded substantially from earlier this week when it had dipped to a low around $29,300. As Plan B, the notorious Twitter, tweeter, tweeter, tweeter behind the stock-to-flow model, last tweeted, Break or bounce? That is the question. Well, since then, Bitcoin has bounced from a low of about $29,300 to the current price of $34,101. That's down a little bit from a high of around $34,800 earlier this morning, but still pretty darn good considering that a lot of people were panicking that we were get out ready to hit $20,000 or lower. Bitcoin's 24 hour transaction rate is sitting around 2.15 transactions per second, and while that's nowhere near as high as the 3.5 transactions per second or more that we were seeing during the huge run up this spring, that's still more than 7 million Bitcoin transactions in the last 30 days. The number of Bitcoin transactions typically trends downward over the weekend when there's less trading activity. It would, however, be nice to see that number a little bit higher, as lower volume means higher price volatility, as it's a lot easier to manipulate the price of Bitcoin when there's less trading going on. Another important Bitcoin vital statistic is minor difficulty. Currently, the next difficulty adjustment is supposed to occur in about six days, and depending on where you look, should be an increase between 1.6 and 2.9 percent. And that's important because that would indicate that at least some of those miners that were taken offline during the alleged China mining crackdown are beginning to come back online. Where, oh, where is Adam Meister? If you're like me, you can't get enough Bitcoin content. And pretty much the only thing going on Friday nights was Adam Meister's This Week in Bitcoin. The host of the One Bitcoin Show and This Week in Bitcoin disappeared after his This Week in Bitcoin show on June 28th and didn't raise his head again until this Tuesday when he appeared on an episode of the Bitcoin Matrix podcast. If you're a follower of his shows, you know that he'd been in San Diego, California for some health testing. What he revealed on that show, however, is that he's decided not to do his show anymore unless he is paid to do it. He said that he'd be willing to appear as guests on other people's shows, but that unless somebody paid him $100 or more, he wasn't going to do, an, he wasn't going to do a unique show of his own. Apparently somebody ponied up the ante because on this Friday the 23rd, Adam posted a new episode of the One Bitcoin show on his YouTube channel. Hopefully people keep paying the bill or he decides to do the shows out of the kindness of his heart, because it sure was a bummer having him off the air for all those weeks. If you're not familiar with Adam Meister, who goes by at TechBalt in Twitter, he is a very high-energy individual who made popular the phrases, be a unique beast. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin, one day closer to an all-time high, and pound that like button. So while you're at it, let's pound that like button for Adam. Glad you're back. Amongst the bullish news this weekend, Elon Musk disclosed that not only does he and Tesla hold Bitcoin, but also SpaceX holds Bitcoin as well. While the B-word conference was kind of disappointing for a lot of people, Didn't seem like anybody particularly took a stand or pushed back a whole lot against Elon. It still made headlines in the fact that he disclosed that he has absolutely not sold any of his Bitcoin and that he is a, quote, pumper, but not a dumper. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. To quote Ted Theodore Logan from Bill & Ted's Excellent Adventure, Circle K announced that they have formed a partnership with the Bitcoin Depot, the self-proclaimed world's largest and fastest-growing Bitcoin ATM network, to install Bitcoin ATMs in their stores in both Canada and the United States, with over 700 Bitcoin ATMs in 30 states already installed. Meanwhile, according to a video clip from Bloomberg Wealth with David Rubenstein, Everybody's favorite evil banker Jamie Dimon made a backpedal of the century when JP Morgan Chase announced that they will allow their retail wealth management clients to invest in a variety of Bitcoin related products. While they will not be selling Bitcoin directly, JP Morgan Chase's retail clients will now be able to invest in a variety of funds including Grayscale's Bitcoin Investment Trust, Grayscale's Ethereum Investment Trust, and Osprey Funds Bitcoin Trust. Jamie Dimon had previously called Bitcoin a fraud, said he didn't care about Bitcoin, and that he would, quote, fire any of his employees that he found out were involved in trading Bitcoin. Nick Carter raised the red flag on Twitter earlier this week in regards to a New York Times op-ed on Central Bank digital currencies saying, quote, The New York Times is openly telling us that a U.S. central bank digital currency system will be used by the nudging oligarchy to impose negative rates on cash and will have embedded surveillance functions, end quote. The article echoes sentiments previously made by Bank of International Settlements head Augustin Carsons and European Central Bank chair Christine Lagarde, both vocal proponents of central bank digital currencies. The article goes on to braggingly highlight the surveillance capabilities the government would have over a central bank digital currency, saying, quote, a digital dollar would also hinder illegal activities that rely on anonymous cash transactions. It also continued that it would, quote, bring off the book's economic activity out of the shadows and into the formal economy, increasing tax revenues, end quote. In addition to fighting terrorism and stopping crime, central bank digital currencies, they also bragged, would allow the government to stimulate the economy by forcing you to spend your money to avoid negative interest rates. If you don't spend it, or if you spend it on the wrong thing, they'll just take it away from you. Welcome to the communist Chinese-inspired digital panopticon. Thank God we have Bitcoin. All right, well, that's about it for this inaugural episode of the Bitcoin Bulletin Podcast. The weekend update edition is meant to keep it short and sweet and keep you abreast of things that happened maybe over the weekend or maybe, or just after most mainstream podcasts have already recorded and uploaded. I'm dying to know what you thought. If you have any comments, suggestions, things you'd like me to cover or things that you didn't want me to cover, you can always reach me at BitcoinBulletin at ProtonMail.com or at BTCBulletinPod on Twitter. Bitcoin is still hanging in there above 34000 trading a little bit sideways, maybe a little up and down. It's currently at $34,437.78. So that's up a tiny bit over the 24-hour period. Again, thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe. And hopefully, we'll see you again on the next show.